welcome to the um, first of all the the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, and uh, uh, the tagline for it is "Buy a Swede about Swedish Junior Hockey for the North American Market." This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Our guest today is Johan uh, Eriksson, a a complete Swede that uh, has uh, made the transition to uh, to North America. So, welcome, Johan. Thank you so much. So uh, I am sitting here in the hot and sunny North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina today on a little bit of vacation and uh, everybody else left and I, <laughs> I, I stayed here in the condo, turned my computer on. So you want tell us a little bit, where, where are you today? Uh, I'm at home here in Welland, Ontario, which is about 10, 15 minutes outside of Niagara Falls. Okay. Uh, so very close to like the, the American border with, with Buffalo and all of that. So it's a, it's a pretty good uh, location. You have like close by to New York, close by to Toronto. It's, it's, I like it. It's really hot right now though. We have about 35 degrees already today. So I can tell that you haven't been in the U S long enough where you started to change it to Fahrenheit. You're still in Celsius. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same with like kilos and centimeters and meters. I, I, I like the system over here. It's uh, I usually have to Google it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So uh, what I thought would be cool, uh, you and I've connected a little bit before. And and, uh, you know, we started this podcast primarily because um, there's a lot of people that ask me since I'm from Sweden and 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 uh, my hockey involvement has, has primarily been here in the U.S., but mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people ask, what well, what's juniors like in Sweden? And I'll try to explain and the difference between uh, juniors in Canada and in the U.S. versus, versus juniors in Sweden. But mm-hmm. the reason why I thought it'd be cool to have you on uh, with your background uh, now living in Canada and working as a scout for both the Canadian and, and, and the U.S. juniors, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what you see uh, of Swedish players coming over here from, uh, from wherever they're coming from in Sweden, what age, and where do you see the trends and where are they going? And and how's it been in the past? And and what's it like today? So, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your background. How long you've been in in Canada and North America? And how how in the world did you end up in outside of Niagara Falls? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a pretty long story. No, I I came over about four years ago. Um, came over mainly for for hockey. Um, started actually working with my my one of my good friends frank Massey was the general manager and owner for for a team called south muskoka shield so that's where i spent my first two years uh, after that i got an offer to to take over as the general manager for a team called toronto predators now toronto was a bit difficult to to make a hockey team and they have a lot of other stuff that people want to go see that than only hockey so I wanted to move the team and we found a great arena in, in Niagara on the Lake, fairly close to here. So 
that's where we where we ended up and spent last season. Uh, and one idea I've had for many years is, is to have mainly like a Swedish junior team, but over here. Uh, there, there is a lot of players in Sweden who, who get stuck, but have have the ability to play very, very high-level hockey. Uh, last year, I, I brought guys like uh, Oscar Spinners Nodino played for Mura Junior 20 Super Elite. Very, very good goalie. I think in, in the 12 games he had with me, uh, he, he <laughs> had like a saves percentage that was ridiculous. The goals against average was like 0.97. Like just so good. He he ended Vasilevsky up going to, number, numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he ended up going to Bismarck in, in the North American Hockey League. So he got advanced there quick. Uh, and they had started the season really, really bad. Uh were bottom in, in the standings when he came. And after he he got there, they had lost, I think, five games in over 30 games. Um, and he, he was one of the one of the better goalies. So now uh, th- there's other teams in in this league who, who's called me asking for, for a new spinners because he was so good. Uh, so that's, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, most of the Swedes we, we are bringing over come for mainly to, to pursue a university spot, e- either NCAA D1 and D3, uh, U sports over here in Canada, uh, also ACHA. So you have all the different levels. It's just so much easier to, to get to these university leagues from over here than to stay in Sweden, um, pretty much, I, I would yeah. say. It's, it's Let's go back a little bit, Johan, to when you were in Sweden. So what was your background? I know that you grew up in Karlstad, which is, you know, almost as big of a hockey market as Leksand is. But... Yeah, yeah. Oh, bigger. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Who, 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 won the, who won the SHL here? Oh, yeah, that's right. They did have yeah. De La Rose over there, so uh, uh, had to bring... Yeah. Some, for, had, but had only for, for one year. He uh, he leaving now for, for the Swiss League. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> no, in, in, uh, in Sweden, I wasn't too involved for a long time. Like, my, my dad coached uh, the Feriestad Major Junior team a long time ago. My brother always played, so I, I grew up in that clientele kind of thing so like my contacts always been always been always been there it's just i didn't know what i wanted to do uh Mm -hmm. but then when i came over here just you know hawking canada then i I decided to give it a go and it's been going uh it's been going really really well here um so we're building something uh something cool But, but in sweden i would say what i usually do is scouting recruiting i work at camps I've been coaching at a few goalie camps th- through the years as well. But now with COVID, I haven't been home in three years. Yeah. So, I'm, you the know, same, that, that... I'm the same way. And, and yeah. uh, you know, actually we're going in July and um, first time in three years and getting a little bit antsy to see the family. And uh, I'm, I'm on a workout kick now. So I got to I got to make sure since since I know that people are, haven't seen you for three years, so they I want to leave a good impression. Exactly. So they, they may not see me for another three years, so you know how that goes. Um, I, I know exactly how that goes. So so let's talk a little bit about you know what age groups do you see because the Swedish system there of of 
after ninth grade going into hockey gymnasiums and academies over there, do you see them leaving when they're done with their student after gymnasium three years? So is that the, the time? I would say usually, usually, yes. It, it depends on, of course, the, the level and, and the goals that, that the player has. But, but the most guys we get over are just outside of, of gymnasium. They just uh, graduated. Some come before and then they can like do, do the rest online. The ones who come earlier usually come here instead of going to hockey gym. Uh, okay. so, so they come here and then they play either AAA or, or academy hockey first. Or, or a new pathway we have over here in Canada for them is the GTHL, which is the best U18 league. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's how we can get guys basically to the OHL or to the Q or to the Western Hockey League. Then it's much easier that they're here for, for a few years before that, go to school, uh, all of that. That way they wouldn't be counted as an import later on either. Um, so just opens up a lot more, but, but it's also junior hockey in, in North America compared to Sweden over here. It's expensive. Yeah. It, it costs money. Um, it's not the same system at all in, in Sweden where, where it can, you can pay like a, a training fee and sometimes a really, really small team fee, but you usually don't pay for the hockey itself. So, so that is, um, a, that was a big, uh, culture shock for me coming over because that's not what I was used to but but I, I can see both both ways so let's talk about both of those things I think it's interesting how does it work which leagues have import rules and just give a brief overview of how does the junior leagues over here count you as an import so say uh, Canada, for example, any junior league under Hockey Canada cannot have any imports. Uh, that, so you, you see in the leagues like OJHL, BCHL, Alberta Junior Hockey League, there won't be imports. You can be American and play, but you cannot come from, from the rest of the world. Uh, you would need, the, before you, there was a way around that you could go to school and that way you would be here on a school visa, you could play, but now... The new rules are that you have, need to have a family member living here. Uh, okay. So, you know, that is, uh, that is very, very difficult. Whereas in the league, I mean, the, the tier, tier three junior A uh, in, in the GMHL, we don't have an, an, a rule for imports. Uh, many of these teams, they, they build the teams and make the programs good by bringing a lot of Europeans. Uh, over here, also Canada is a little cheaper than than the U.S., so there's a lot of Americans, especially after COVID, and, and you know money is tight for everyone coming over here instead to play because you know the fees goes down quite quite a bit. Yeah, and I guess that that is a that is one of the you know for the Swedish players that are coming over that are they're not used to paying for for it, uh, getting in on the tier one or tier two level in Canada, meaning. WHL, the Q, or the or the uh, OHL, uh, to be able to get in there uh, would be awesome, but there's there's some hurdles to get in to to yeah. get over, especially when when they can only have a, a couple of imports. <laughs> so yeah. so that that means that the imports that they do take, they need to be high up in the team. Uh, we yeah. were talking mainly if you just look player by player on the imports, it's going to be Russian U18, U20 national team members. Yeah. Same with Swedes, Finns. Like it's the top of the top of the crotch. 
What are, so so what about the junior A level then? BCHA on the west all the way over to the east. Each province got their junior A level. How many yeah. how many imports are they allowed on those teams? None. So there's none at that those none. levels. No, it's, it's, only still... C, it's only the CHL, which is the, the OHL, the, the, the Q and, and the Western Hockey League. But they they can only have a, a couple and they're not counted as a junior league, which is why they're not players who play. They're not eligible to play in the NCAA later on, because yeah. as soon as you sign that contract, you're counted basically as a professional player, even if it's a it is technically a junior league, but it's it, yeah. you're still not counted as a junior anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, so any any junior league under Hockey Canada can't be imported. So the so the tier three level then is a is a alternative for the European players. Yeah. The drawback then versus the tier two is that it's no longer tuition free. Well, not even the the like any any of the league under the CHL leagues basically would be paid to play not not the alberta not the manitoba not the bchl but that's that's basically the only ones say the ojhl the gojhl um quebec junior a under q all of them are are paid to play these days um so that's just how it is i think it's all in all four yeah it's four junior a leagues in canada that's not paid to play rest is yeah, it's a yeah. little bit different, differently, different, uh, different climate, and and I think that's a that's an important distinction. So, when they're coming over, then, uh, so if you can establish a a uh, a residency, how does that typically work? If they want to be able to get into the junior A's, meaning tier two, mm-hmm. uh, so very difficult to do if they're already graduated from from gymnasium meaning you're then what 19 yeah you wouldn't be able to at that point so you basically have so you have one more year of eligibility maybe two in the in the juniors before you can go to college so are those guys mainly then they may do a year of juniors and then they go transition over to university either in mainly and and what we can have now with, uh, with, with the Rattlers and, and in our league, we, we can use for next year up to uh, five. We can sign seven O1s. So we have O1s and O2s. So, so that are up to two years old Raiders, which is one of the reasons why, why this league is, is pretty good because the O1s that are coming in any team, they, they are very, very high level. There yeah. are guys that get stuck either in the OHL, Q, Western Hockey League, doesn't really, you know, small play time, maybe a third line role, maybe fourth line role. Sometimes it's difficult to get go pro after that. And then they come here and get like a second chance. Same with, with Swedes. We, we signed, um, actually. I saw, I saw Rudin came over yeah, from Lexington. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jakob Rudin is coming over. He played major junior. He won the, the Swedish championship at U16. He played final in the U18. Uh, he played the TV puck and he's already played games in Hockey Alsvenska. And that's a league yeah. com- in level, I would say, between the American Hockey League and the East Coast. Yeah. So he's coming here uh, in, in a pay-to-play league. And, and <laughs> so it, it's, it is good, but you, you need to have a strong program. So what, what you offer the guys are not only the development part, but they can see that 
the, the staff and, and the team has the resources to actually help them advance a career, even if it's not the university, then we have other options as well. And me being a, a um, partner at an agency in Europe, that opens up a, a ton of doors, of course, for, for the boys I'm bringing over. Um, so let's let's talk about that example. I mean, certainly those guys would be good enough to play at the junior A level. But mm-hmm. the problem is that they're locked out because they, they they're imports. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the things. But also none of, say, like the, the OHL, the USHL, the North American Hockey League, they won't take an O2 for next year. Um, yeah. O2s, you know, last year, they, they want to. They don't want to work with the player for only one year. They want to have two, threes, maybe even four years and yeah. of, of development under them. So that's also one of the reasons why it's difficult. And especially the O2s are a little stuck. And yeah. All right. So why, why are they not leaving? And I think this is for the American market. I think it's is good to talk about, too, how it works with the gymnasium and and the, the feeling of the player to say, man, I really want to, I've started gymnasium, meaning at 16, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to leave after first year, second year. I want to finish my degree. Talk a little bit about that mentality, you know, which is why sometimes they leave when they're done at 19. Well, I, I see so a lot of the, the, the Swedes, they, they want to stay just because of, you know, they have the schooling and the schooling is free. They have everything set. The, the development part in Sweden is really, really strong too. So if they don't have ways into to the top leagues over here when they're young, it's probably even better for them to stay for a little bit. Yep. Uh, and and oh, things will open up as long as they, they are open for, for different possibilities. Um, so... It's it's a all the kids are so different though. Like it's it's literally from from person to person. So it's difficult to speak about that kind of stuff as like a generalization yep. kind of thing. Yep. Have you seen and because I think that they're getting a little bit more and more common. That I mean, it used to be the it seemed like that it was only the guys that are that are going pro that are coming over here, um, and and very few or there's some that are coming straight into the universities but but it seemed like there's getting a little bit more imports coming from sweden um, yeah and i, I would say one of one of that reasons is that it's been covid uh, a lot of people all around the world they, they're looking for something new something different it's been lockdowns it's been so many things a lot of people some of them are coming over just for an adventure yeah. Some are coming to pursue a career. So it's, it's very, very different. But, but the numbers of Swedes that go over to, to my league, but also say that the North American Hockey League, USHL, NCBC, but, but also USPHL and, and the NA3 and also like the AAA system, lots more the last couple of years. Uh, I, I would say it has probably gone up with probably as much as 50%. Yeah. And, and Swedes also have a very good reputation. I'm, I'm noticing very good reputation for, for being stand, stand up people kind of thing. Like the, the teams don't have to be so worried about how they are off ice. They're usually well behaved and, and their English skills is pretty good. Uh, they, they have almost everyone is, is a very, very high, strong skater, uh, especially like that's something they, they train 
a lot on from from an early age where team brings in like specialized skating coaches yeah. and that, that's something i feel i don't know how you do it in, in the u.s in in that age group but over here that's un, non-existent really like under hockey canada fairly much um here players would need to do that kind of stuff outside of the teams uh, yeah. find their own skating coaches and like it's a lot in in sweden you have like the summer training and and bar mark as we call it like you know was never my favorite maybe but but <laughs> <laughs> so they, they do a lot as a team and yeah. here it's a lot more you if if you don't have the right mindset as a canadian or american it's very easy to fall fall behind uh, yeah. you, you gotta do the extra work uh rest of europe is already doing it but with the team and but, but that's also how you notice on, on how much a player wants to get to his top level too, right? Yeah. And I, I think that there's a there's a big difference in the availability of resources too and just the pure cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, growing up here in, 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 in coaching in North Carolina where you're paying 300 plus dollars an, an hour, that's five bucks a minute for the, uh, for the ice time. Wow. So it's tough to, you know, it becomes a real expensive sport. And that yeah. doesn't even count the, the travel costs to be able to play competitive teams. Yeah, and then the, the team fees. And if, if, the, if the player has to move, you have the billet fees. Like there is, um, yeah, no, it, it is expensive. It's, yeah. it's very expensive. Um, so, so if you're not you- extremely lucky or elite and you actually can go straight to the really good leagues, um then but that then then you are very good off and and should be considered elite if you're not elite you're, you're going to pay to play here yeah that, that's just how it is yeah so uh walk walk us through a little bit on how your contacts work working for an agency you've been on the agency side you've been been scouting and providing resources for your for your contacts over there in Sweden to be able to say, here's the options I'm now built. And, and I'm assuming you're continuing to build your network over here in the U S always, always. And, and, uh, and uh, certainly now your, uh, your, your hit ratio is going to go up being on the, on the Swedish junior hockey podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, but, 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 but how does it work from a standpoint of, you know, over here there's, there's, you know, a lot of people that are that are connected but but being working for an agency in sweden how does that work well my, my agency is actually in uh, in ukraine uh so so that's been very interesting uh, i i got on board it's my my friend started it a few years ago and then i got on board became a partner in in december um the war hasn't even happened by then now we have about 20 guys still in Ukraine that's not wow. allowed to leave. Uh, we, we have managed to, to move, I think it's now seven guys that we moved to, to the AAA levels in, in the U.S. Uh, four of them are, were picked in, in the USHL draft. Uh, they're born 06 and 07, so we feel that the, those guys are going to be very interesting to follow the next few years. Uh, we also moved a bunch of stuff to Sweden, of course, uh, just to try to to get get them out. Pretty yeah, much, like walking Ukraine is going to be non-existent for a few years. Yeah, I've seen your your kind of your uh, heartfelt plea uh, to be able to help these families out. Yeah, and, and yeah. 
And so that's been, that's worked. You've been able it, to it has. And, and it's been, it's been quite amazing because a lot of these families that usually would have money to, to send their guys and, and to pay to play somewhere. Now, some of them have lost their, their houses. They have lost everything. Yeah. Some of them didn't even have money to get the kid out of, uh, out of, uh, out of the country where, where my partner has helped them to get them to, to safety. And he is in Ukraine. So it's been, it's been good for us that way, but it's uh, we have our teams both here in, in the U S but also in Sweden who has sorted out the payments and, and brought in payments through sponsors, through government and they, they set up and help the kids get the Swedish uh, and, and the US passports and like it's been quite amazing we have I've had even like private families normal families reach out and say like I, oh I, I'm I can offer a room like he can stay here and what while he plays for for the local team here for yeah. free it, it's been quite amazing the hockey world is quite astonishing that way i feel that we always come together when when it needs to yeah um so but other other than that i i place my players i have players playing in in anywhere from from norway sweden u.s france italy austria all over pretty much <laughs> so that that's the good thing so one of the things that i built here when, when i bring bring guys over i don't promise them to go play pro in, in certain leagues but they can always see where i place guys before if they do well and they act in a professional manner and, and we feel that they are ready i'll, I'll move them um, just like i did with, with say jesper erikson who i brought from brunest junior 20 last year played for me he was at times looking like a man playing against boys uh, at times he was just so smart and on a different level i i would say um, and, and he actually ended up playing for Feldkirch in, in Alps when, when our league shut down for a month in, in January. So he went there, had half a point a game, uh, then went off to Hockeyetan in Sweden and played a little bit. And then he came back here for playoffs. So like we, we can do a lot of that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things that opens the doors for them. Uh, so, so I'm trying to build something where, where the guys can see not only to come here and win a championship with us this year, but, but actually can, can get the leap to go somewhere. Yeah. So how does it, what's the typical path then for so the guys that are now coming in, let's say the tier three option there in, in, in Canada, they're mm -hmm. coming in playing then two years or are they playing one year? I, I say the, say, so Rodin, he's born 2002. He has two more eligible years. Yep. That's a guy who has already played hockey out Swanskan. He does not have to be here for two years. He's going to come here, and I know he's going to be a very, very strong, a very, very good player for us. He just needs one more year of development. He lost most of last year due to an injury. So for him, it's, it's almost like a little bit of a fresh start. He gets to play his offensive minutes again and like get that whole thing going with, with elite coaching and a really, really strong program. So, but I don't see him staying more than a year. Uh, I don't want players to stay longer than they have to. I want I want my players to play as high up as they can. Um, so, what's next? Is it university or or is the pro option? University, more? if if that is what he is looking for right now, is a little unsure. Uh, otherwise, than than that, we we have options to play professionally in either U.S. or Europe. 
Yeah. Uh, and and in, in the US, uh, last year, we had scouts from three different East Coast Hockey League teams coming to just do evaluation. No one got signed that year, but, but I feel some of the suites we have coming from next year might actually be able to do that jump. Um, and also the SPHL, we have one guy going to for, for next year, next season as well. So it's a lot of the good leagues open up. Uh, yeah. So that, that's really, really, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that uh, yeah. a lot. And then, of course, I have teams in, in hockey at Sweden and in Norway, Finland, Austria, Italy, etc., that I work very, very closely with and I've placed player in before and they know that I don't oversell a player. So when I give them a call and they're looking for a player, if I have someone and, and I, I back him, they'll take him. Yeah. Uh, so so that's, the, that's a good thing. But you need to know the, the level of the guys you send. You need to know the level of the leagues you send. So you need to know all, all of those things because it's not, it's, it's a jungle. Uh, you, you need to know that, the, that it's a place that, they can get well, very well taken care of. Like I've had players in, in other countries that I would never send a guy to again. I had three guys playing in Turkey's pro league a few years ago. That was, that was not a good experience for any, any of us. Uh, so, so there are like, you, I'd say if, if you don't have like an advisor or an agent, you can get burned very easily, uh, e- yeah. even on a decent size pro league. Yeah. I remember one of my, my defensemen that I placed in, in Turkey had to play in, in a number first pairing defense, but together with a 14-year-old who had played hockey for a year and a half, and this is considered a professional league. So he was like, you want, what, what, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a bunch of those, uh, those stories from, from there. I could probably write the book just like it dealing with billets during years with, with kids coming from all over the place, from Hong Kong, from Russia, Latvia, uh, like the different things that they are clueless about. This is quite astonishing, but it's interesting to see how much they grow too. What's the, so what I, would you say is the number one challenge for people coming over from, from let's say from Sweden specifically uh, regardless, or, or maybe there's differences with the ages, but what's the biggest challenge that they're unaware of when they're, when they're coming over here? I'd say the Swedes, I haven't really had the big challenge. They usually settle in pretty good. Like Swedes and Canadians are fairly similar as people. They maybe don't think hockey the same way. Swedes are maybe a little bit more skill and and speed whereas canadians are a little bit more go at it kind of attitude so maybe that part but other than that i haven't really never really had an issue with that Uh, the the guys i've had here who struggled a bit has been more you know younger guys 16 17 first time from home maybe not really happy with the billets or you have a girlfriend at home and like that kind of thing but that that would be the only thing whereas Russians and, and Eastern Europeans are very different, uh, like just mentality wise, like not that they're, I wouldn't say that they are rude, but they can come off as, as rude to like a, a Canadian or, or a Swede, whereas they just, that's just how, how they are. So they can be a bit in interaction that way, but it's, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's a learning road for everyone. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I kind of enjoy when I had the shield, we had guys from literally all over the world, like even even Belgium. Uh, 
so so it was uh, very interesting that the amount of stuff you learn from from these guys are pretty cool and i think that's what what makes this league pretty interesting too just because we can have that exchange between so many styles of of plays and mentalities and, and then try to get that group together it's not it's not easy but but it's when it works it's it's a lot of fun yeah so uh to kind of round things off here so what's what's next uh in the in the calendar here i guess we got uh the null draft coming up yeah tomorrow uh, tomorrow i guess yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then you got the NHL draft. A lot of people are at the NHL uh, combines and um, doing their their uh, showing off and interviews and stuff like that. And then, and then you got uh, the main camps coming up, both in Canada and the U.S. What's what? How does it on on your end? What's what's the summer look like? All right, now I have in two weeks coming up. I have the Elite Prospect Showcase. Uh, that um, I'm going to scout. We have 60 guys coming from from all around the world. It's uh, even even some U18 national team member from from Switzerland coming. So it, it's pretty good good level. So I'm going to be there and take a look for for a few teams in in the null. Um, yeah. But also some there is a little bit of of guys around in in Sweden and Norway also looking for players. So I'm going to take a look there uh, d- during that week. Then our then we have the Chowder Cup coming up in Boston late last week in, in July, I believe it is. So going to go on that. Uh, and then our camp is going to start not too, too far after that. So it's, um, it's summer and it's supposed to be a little bit calmer, but it's not. Yeah, It's yeah. Uh, seven days a week and that's how it goes. Even if it's not season, that's usually my busiest season. So yeah. summertime and recruiting time, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I have a I have a fairly nice backyard, so I can lay on lay in the pool sometimes and talk on the phone or or do some work. So I have to be I can get my summer and and sun in uh, while working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know I was I was chatting a little bit with Peter from uh, Elite Prospects. He will be. Uh, uh, I, I was hoping to get him get him on here before he started the camps, but I know I I know he said, uh, you know next two weeks for him is going to be super busy they're they're um you know i use elite prospects all the time i think it's a great great um resource and a database that that um everybody's using and it's fun to see how they're evolving as a company so he will be uh when he comes on we're going to chat a lot about elite prospects and and how we use elite prospects to look up players and and yeah, that, like Elite Prospect, that's my biggest, one of my biggest tools, I would say. That and like in, in stat, but but Elite Prospect is so handy. Uh, <laughs> it's quick, it's fast, and, and you get a, I, I wouldn't say stats or everything, because it's really not, but but you, you get a picture at least. You get a first idea of, of the player if, if you take a look and you don't know him before. Then, then you always have to go and watch him, but Elite Prospect is, uh, it's huge. Everyone uses it. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm kind of surprised how how many players that are not they haven't got their profile up to snuff on Elite Prospects, and and I'm like yeah. it's the first it's the first place they they look you up yeah. when they know a name. Absolutely. If if you don't have say if you like I I've signed guys over here from I had one from Switzerland last year. He was 21, didn't have an Elite Prospect. 
<laughs> now I had good words on him that that he was uh, like speedy skilled and and all of that. So I, I took a I took a shot and and he he performed pretty pretty well actually. But but he didn't even have one at, at the age of twenty one. I don't know many who doesn't have it. But so yeah, no. I, but can always can always fix that. But that's definitely something that they that they need to have. Yeah, sure. it, it's yeah. funny when they say if you're good, they will find you. Well, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. Yes, yes, and and also there are so many good players out there. Yeah, uh, you, you gotta you gotta do what you what you can to get noticed, to get an edge, to get like a little bit of commercial for yourself, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, that's just, it's just how it is. It's so many players out there. Yeah, I think that that's a little bit of a challenge for the Swede is, you know, the Swedish modesty of not, you know, the humble humbleness of the Swede to market themselves and and be, um, I've, 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 you know, when you come over here, you have to, you have to showcase yourself and, yeah. and be aggressive and in all areas and marketing off ice is um is 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 an area that a lot of people struggle in that um that sometimes it becomes a challenge mm. oh, so, i agree well you want it's been a pleasure to connect um we will talk again i'm sure and uh Absolutely. yeah and i think that it's it's just uh interesting to see how especially this time of year um the the the, the busy busy season off season and then uh, maybe we'll connect again here in season uh, and, and see how, how the guys, maybe we can follow a couple of guys like Rodin. We have a few really interesting guys now coming, coming to, to my, my team over here, the Bradford Rattlers, but also I have at least by now seven guys from Sweden going, going to the null. Um, so, and one actually to USHL as well. So it's going to be, an interesting year so there are a few there we can definitely keep, keep an eye on yeah and, and if you found one of them that wants to uh that that is not too shy and uh that, oh, that wants to come I on we'll, I, I would have a few of those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll bring them on and, and have a we'll have a in-season uh or maybe before the season start just kind of an outlook and what they're looking for and what their goals are and we'll bring them on i think it'd be interesting to hear not just from you know from from coaches and and other, no to, to hear it from a player from... standpoint is yeah. uh, is probably the most interesting I would say yeah uh, and like how they took the decision to get there like Jakob I have known for for years I I know his dad since before and that kind of stuff so of course that that helps but the, there is so many other ones that we have that we haven't even released yet so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited yeah. oh I'm sure your social media is oh, yeah. Be, uh, the, the profile pictures of com committed will be will be coming soon. Oh yes, they are. They're, yeah. they're in they're in in the making right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy Thank the sun you. up in Ontario, and I'm going to do that I in will. South Carolina. Sounds good. Over Say hi to the family for me. All right. Thank you. Say bye.